Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we sit down with Edwin Sorto. Lewis Carr is the founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation, the Waymaker Men's Summit, president of media sales at BET Networks, and author of Dirty Little Secrets. Edwin Sorto taught Latin-influenced dance lessons at the KIPP Promise Academy in Washington, D.C. Today, he'll be discussing how and why dance is so valuable in education, talk about the fulfillment he gets from teaching the next generation, and much more. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Lewis Carr founder of Waymaker. And today on the Waymaker Fireside Chat, we have dance teacher Edwin Sorto from KIPP DC Promise Academy in Washington, DC. How you doing, Mr. Sorto? How's it going? How's it going? It's good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Um, thank you for joining us. So, Mr. Sorto, how long have you been at uh, Kip DC Promise. I've been there for this is my ninth year teaching there. Oh wow! Oh yes. wow! And you teach dance at uh, Kip for the last three years. I've uh, I've been teaching only dance. Uh, before that, before that, what did you teach? Before that, I was uh, I was a teacher for only kindergarten. So I was okay. a specialist teacher. So I used to teach the babies. Uh, it was, uh, I used to teach Spanish, PE, dance, and art. But dance is like my things, my passion. So I spoke to my principal and decided to teach dance to the whole school. And now so here we are. are. Are you a professional dancer yourself? Uh, you, can, you can call it that, yes. I just don't dance anymore. I perform here and there, but you know. Have a dance so, studio or not. Uh, uh, so how did you get into dance personally? Uh, since I was a kid, to be honest, uh, I was a b-boy back in the days. Uh, I grew up back home in El Salvador, so dancing, I mean, since I was five. And, 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 and why is dance so important to you uh, as a person? What does it do for you? Uh, uh, how does it make you feel? Why, why did you decide that this was your thing? It was, uh, I'm going to say it was unintentional, but um, I feel like dance is a way to connect with a lot of people. Uh, back in my country, you know, we were a Spanish-speaking country. Uh, we connected with a lot of friends. And then when I came to the States, um, it was a way to, uh, I would say, explore new cultures as well as meeting new people. And now I feel like it is my turn to share what I experience in my personal life or throughout my life with my kiddos and let them know that through dance, you can meet or get to know so much more than just dance, like people think it is. I mean, at the end of the day, dance is a, it's a universal language. So. so do you feel that dance is sort of like storytelling or communications or both it's to me it's both right because we we wouldn't be dancing if it wasn't for music right how long has music been out there it's been forever right uh so when we look back at history i'm one of those who love old school songs 
here and there with my with my kiddos. And for me, that's taken us back in history, whether we, we think of it or not. And sometimes we pay attention to the way they used to sing, how they communicated, how they used to express themselves. I mean, the music industry changes every day, but for me, there's always like a balance of uh, what we are listening to now and how are we dancing to it now and how they used to do it back in the days. So for me, it's a back and forth. So I think I, get, I think we get a little bit of both. Okay. So what grades do you, do you teach dance at, at KIPP? I teach from kindergarten to fourth. Okay. And some, the ones, for example, today is my after school dance program. Uh, I teach uh, a few fifth graders, sixth graders that started dancing with me in kindergarten. And, and what type of dances do you, do you teach them? So my, not the ones that I'm very knowledgeable about is Latin dances, such as mm -hmm. bachata, mumbo, cha-cha-cha, merengue. However, we fusion, you know, we fusionize a lot of the dances that I teach, or when I'm not an expert at something that the kids want to learn, I bring either a mentor or someone who is a professional on the genre, the style of dance, so the kids can get the best of it as well. And how are the kids taking to, to dance? Uh, you know, do they like it? Do they love it? Are they craving it? It, it depends. It, it, I would say they, they, for the most part, they love it because they get exposed to something outside of their school. Probably they wouldn't get, right? Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're only teaching to, to a Black community to the kids, right? Mm -hmm. All of my kiddos are black and uh, very few are Hispanic until this year. Uh, and for me, it's like, a, it's very important that our kids get to experience many of the things that I, when I was in school, I didn't experience. So if I can provide something for my kids, I think I'm gonna do my best to make sure that they experience it. Now, if they like it, they stay with it. And if they don't, it's all good. There's more things out there, right? But I can only provide so much for them. What type of impact or influence have you seen it have on the kids, on their their confidence, on uh, their motivation? What type of impact beyond the dance have you seen uh, these Latin dances have on their overall attitude? You know, they they become very young, mature, little human beings. Uh, not only have they been able to advocate for themselves, uh, I'm gonna say at home, at school, but um, there you can tell the difference between the dancers that I have and the kids who don't dance with. The way they talk to each other, the way they communicate with each other, the way they respect each other is the, the, the standards or their own standards is so high for the age that they are. So and is that, see that. Is it that because they're learning something new, something different? Uh, you believe that gives them that sort of uh, confidence and assurance? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like people see dance as just a way of movement. But you got to look at dance a little deeper than that. 
social skills, confidence, uh, self-respect. I mean, you have all these things, curiosity, right? You have all these, all these, uh, all these skills kids are learning behind what we are portraying. I'm gonna say on social media. Oh, it's just kids dancing. Actually, nah, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. They're getting to know each other. They're gathering. They're working as a team, right? So, pe- people don't see that. They're quick to think about, you know, or to judge. Mm-hmm. But to me, to me, go. It goes beyond that, right? Like I, I know it goes beyond that, and it takes an eye for some people to see it. I saw a video online, Mr. Soto, where uh, one of the kids was encouraging you. You had to take a test or something. <laughs> and and uh, uh, they were encouraging you. Tell us about that. What was what was going on with that? So during COVID, you know, COVID hit us. And I say, yeah, I'm going to take time. I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I'm going to make the most out of this pandemic. So I was only a resident here in the States. And I decided to, to, to go for the citizenship. Now the test is a hundred questions and every Wednesday we'll get together with the kids. And one day I was like, Hey man, um, next Tuesday, I'm not going to be here. I got the biggest test in my life. And you know, one of my coworkers knew about it and she's so good about, uh, making sure that we support each other during times like this. And she took, uh, she took a, a literally like 400 videos of my kids saying, you got this Mr. Soto, you got it. Don't let that test, you know, uh, it's nothing. But him, uh, Zaylin, he spoke to me the way I speak to them. When it's time for them to take, let's say a test at school. But the way he put it to me and the way he he said, think of it as in dance. And I was like, oh, man, I really like it was a reflection of me and him. So for me, that was really, that was really, it's really big. And and I'm assuming you passed the test. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And when you told the kids, what was their reaction? They're like, we told you you was gonna pass it, man. But it was, you know, they're I think they were more confident than I was. I mean, we went over the questions and they're like, you have to learn all these questions. I was like, yeah, a hundred questions. So it was it was fun. It was a good experience, but also it just shows the impact that you have on kids. I mean, to that point, you don't really know how much of an impact you have on kids until you see you see it on them and 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 prior to us getting on you had talked about an after school program tell us about that program so for the longest i've been trying to have a dance program that basically gives the kids an outlet to to be part of something bigger right the dance team that i created i'm gonna say eight years ago started with three kids three three kindergartners and from there it grew uh, parents got involved. They started asking, how can my kids perform? And at the end of the day, it's about what the kids wanted. So I wanted to have an outlet or, you know, a program after school that allowed them to, to be part of that group. And for, I must say for the last two years, I was, I've been able to have it. 
before COVID, it was during my lunch breaks or whatever. The kids will give up their recess and they'll come practice with me. And we did that for about two years. And then COVID kind of like stopped everything else. And after COVID, it was hard because of the pandemic. We didn't want to be near each other. We were more, you know, we were trying to be careful with her, with our health or, what, or not. So we had to wait a little bit. But now I have a team of, I'm going to say like 30 kids on Mondays and like another 20 on Wednesdays, different levels. Wednesdays are my more advanced kids. Mondays is the, the beginners. Very foundational skills. Hopefully they get to Wednesday. So they start working with the bigger kids or the more advanced kids. And that's what I have now. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a daycare program. It is a program for students who want to be in it and want to put in the work, which is very different. And, and do any of your kids compete? Do you guys like compete with other schools or? We, do, we don't. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel like competitions, for me, it's more of an ego thing. I know the kind of students that I have. They're not only great dancers, great performers, great social dancers. If I wanted to take them to a competition, I'm pretty sure they will clean the house. But I don't want them. I got to keep my kids humble because being humble, it, if when you have humility and you're humble, it takes you further places. Um, when you get stuck in your head, you know, that like you're this, you're that. I tell my kids, look, hard work beats talent. No matter how talented you are, hard work is going to beat you. So I keep my kids hungry to get better in my classes. I think their competition is themselves. If we want to compete, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there is a place out there. But as of right now, the way they are coming up as dancers, social dancers, and human beings, for me, they're at the top. So, Edwin, the Waymaker community believes that every successful person has had a Waymaker in their own personal life. Mm -hmm. Who have been some of the Waymakers in your life? that sort of encouraged you and mentored you and uh, made you believe in yourself? Who were some of those people? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna start with my family. I'm gonna say my mom, my mother, you know, she, she never, for the kind of kid that I was <laughs> back in the days. I mean, she never, she never, she never gave up on me. Uh, there were a few teachers that that really push pushed me through throughout high school. Um, I'm gonna say for friends that believe in you. So and then my wife who always like supported me, pushing me, you know, to be better. I feel like I have a good group of people around me to that I can count on to continue what I what I love doing. That's great. And then my kiddos, I work. I mean, my my coworkers, some of my coworkers. I'm gonna be honest. You know, <laughs> I'll be real. Some, 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 some are very like this with me. 
And some, you know, I'm not for. I'm not for you. It's all good. But I'm there for the kids, though. So when you think about a year from now, two years from now, how do you think this dance is impacting these kids' lives and how they interact with their own communities? Say the question one more time for me. I said, when you think a year from now, two years from now, how do you think this dance is going to impact their lives? I mean, you know, teachers are special individuals, all right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they kind of have to see a vision before the kids can see the vision. So Absolutely. how do you think that this, what you're teaching is going to impact their lives or how you're hoping that it impacts their lives? I think from the moment that they step foot in my room, their life's already impacted. They they wow. tell their family that they, they, they're part of something already. And it's a proud moment for them just by just by saying that. So that mm-hmm. makes them feel already proud just by but just by being it. The way it impacts goes like this. It's like a domino effect, right? The kids get talked to the parents. The parents get talked to their friends. Those friends get talked to their friends. So the word starts spreading out about the work that the kids are doing in that school. Right. Like nowadays you see see too much negativity in the school. When when the impact that you want to have is you want you want to make sure that our kids are doing something beyond reading and math. Beyond like you got sports all the time. Mm-hmm. We really, we really slacking on the art part, whether that is that is singing, that is acting, that is dancing, right? Especially for our black and brown kids. You know, we don't get that publicity like that. So my impact is to make sure our kids get seen. I need to make sure that my kids get seen, that they're dead. We're from Southeast, man. They, they, people are scared to go there. But guess what? This is where the most talented kiddos are. And we, we need to make sure that we showcase in that. It's not going to be hidden, at least not for me. Like my, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that the kids get seen in what they do. Well, that's great. And Mr. Soto, we thank you for your commitment to those young people in that community. Uh, We thank that you're good at it and you're making a difference (laughs) in their lives. And we encourage you to keep doing it uh, on and on and on. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your work with our Waymaker audience. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back in touch with you again soon. So keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for your time. And thank you guys for having me again. All right. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr and Edwin Sorto. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. And don't forget to claim your Waymaker Journal at waymakerjournal.com. And be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.